0: CHAPTER NINE The sanctuary was full of people. Every seat was taken, and there were some sitting on the floor in the aisles. They all turned back to stare at me as I followed Brutus toward the front. Their black eyes were lifeless, yet full of hunger. My flesh was covered in goosebumps. At the front of the sanctuary, and behind the pulpit, stood Pastor Aka. He was beaming down at me like I was some prodigal son returning home. There was a twinkle in his eye that gave me the creeps. The room was littered with unlit candles, though the overhead lights were still on, humming with electricity. The waxy stalks were affixed to the corners of pews. Candlesticks were set up intermittently around the sanctuary, and a few of the chandeliers had candles crammed into bulb sockets. Spanning the walls were torches that looked to have been forced through the drywall, sticking out like cactus spines waiting to pierce an incoming darkness. Pastor Akka leaned into the pulpit mic and said, Come, my son, come, my child. You've chosen to join our movement, and we will welcome you with open arms. The sacrifice is soon to begin. As he said the last part, he looked out across the audience and heaved his arms toward the ceiling. The entire congregation rose to its feet and cheered. The noise was deafening. I continued to move toward the pulpit. Brutus ascended the three steps up onto the platform, and I followed. There was an electricity in the air that I, even now, struggle to try and describe. The intoxication of having so many in the palm of his hand was etched across Pastor Akka's face. His chest rose and dipped rapidly as he soaked up the support pouring from his audience. Brutus sat in one of the many folding chairs that were on the stage. I followed suit and collapsed beside him. Looking out over the audience from this angle caused my breath to hitch in my throat. As my eyes bounced from face to face, the wide blackness in their sockets sucked the hope right out of my soul. There was absolutely no way I was getting out of this. I immediately thought of Lucy and frantically scanned around the packed room, searching for her small form against the massive sea of humanity. I saw a number of young girls, but none of them were my sister. Had she not come? Did my dad leave her at home? Was he coming up those stairs earlier to rescue me? I had to silence the questions in my head. This was a time for focus. Pastor Aka motioned with his hands, and the congregation sat down in perfect synchronization. It was as if they were totally hypnotized, each ear soaking up their leader's every word, each eye zeroing in on his every move and motion. Tonight is the night that we awaken Nergal, he shouted, pounding his fist on the pulpit.
1: Hail Nergal,
0: the congregation droned. He has waited for thousands of years, but the sun has finally shown its favor. He was worshipped in the cities of Babylon, Assyria, and Akkad. Mesopotamia was his home, but now he comes to America! We are chosen! We are claimed! The seat of his glory is here! The congregation was no longer calmly seated in the pews. They had been whipped into a frenzy, jumping, shouting, and clapping their hands. Their faces were streamed with tears and saliva dripped down their chins. I'd seen someone have a seizure before, but this was far worse. They were completely out of control of their bodily faculties. Bring in the dunghill and the cockerels, Pastor Akka cried, moving to the front of the pulpit. On his command, the main sanctuary door swung open and groups of men poured down the aisles, pushing wheelbarrows, serving carts, and anything else that could carry their stinking treasure. Each guy dumped his load on the ever-growing pile of shit. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing, in a church no less. Grown men creating a large mound of feces in the middle of a sanctuary. It was utter madness. The smell made me wretch. I'd almost come to comprehend that what I was seeing was indeed reality, when roosters ran, fluttered, and skidded into the sanctuary. Their number swelled to over a hundred within seconds. The rank cloud from the unholy mound was swirling around the room, assisted by the flapping of wings. All of the sanctuary doors were open, bird after bird flocking in through them. As I observed the madness. A man pushing a cart walked in through a door to my right. He was flanked by two stout men draped in black robes. The cart was covered with a deep purple cloth, a tall lump protruding upward beneath it. I could taste fear in the back of my throat. Quiet! Pastor Akka squealed with an air of delight in his tone. It's time for the unveiling! A hushed silence fell over the room like a blanket. Every human voice quieted, leaving only the chattering of the roosters. Feathers floated all through the room like a wispy fog. My stomach lurched inside me as a hot belch exited my mouth. The slight sting of acid danced along my uvula. The man with the cart stopped right below the platform. Pastor Acca glided down the steps, his congregation enamored with his every move. The cartman sat down in the first row of pews. The two guards stayed near the covered mystery. Everybody rise, Pastor Akka said with an accentuated raising of his arms. The people all rose. He stared down at the cart with longing for a few more seconds. Then his hand softly caressed the purple fabric. His face was orgasmic. Oh, 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 I feel its power through the sheet. It's so strong, so vigorous, so... everything. With the last word, he jerked his hand back as if it had been burned. Are you okay? Brutus said from beside me, standing to his feet, face etched with worry. Yes, you idiot, Pastor Acca said. I was only having feelings of unworthiness. You are worthy. You are worthy. The congregation chorused. Pastor Acca moved an outstretched pointer finger to his mouth, pursing his lips. Silence again. The moment has come. The time is now. With a quick grab of his hands and a flick of his wrist, the purple fabric was pulled away to unveil a tall, greenish vase. I heard gasps from throughout the sanctuary. The vase looked heavy and sturdy, but there was nothing special or gaudy about it. Pastor Akka laid his hands on it, gently stroking them up and down while licking his lips. Realizing that I was holding my breath, I inhaled deeply into my lungs, The stench of feces, body odor, and rooster overcame me. I lost my lunch on the platform. Nobody seemed to even notice, besides Brutus, who scooted away from my projectile. He stayed seated though, mostly unfazed. Everyone was in awe of the sacred vase. For centuries, this has been the seat of Nergal's power. Ancient magic has kept him safely confined within, his power restricted, yet still more than any mortal can comprehend. But now, we offer the virgin sacrifice, which will unleash our master, giving him back his full power, might, and strength. All hail, Nergal.
1: Hail Nergal!
0: The congregation droned. Bring in the sacrifice! Pastor Akka's voice cracked with excitement. The sanctuary doors slammed shut. The overhead lights were dimmed. Pastor Akka snapped his fingers. The candles and torches flamed into life, guided by some unseen force. Even the roosters went quiet and still. A heaviness hung in the air, making it hard to breathe. Slowly, the main sanctuary doors creaked wide. Two hooded figures stepped in from the hall and held the solid wooden doors open. Four more hoods entered the sanctuary holding a chair up above them. The outline of a slumped body sat on it. The shadows cast by the flames made it hard to clearly make out the face of the person on the chair though it was obvious they were considerably smaller than the hooded minions. A virgin must drink from the sacred chalice. We shall be showered in red as Ner'gal takes control of her body and is reborn. I was racking my brain, trying to understand what was going on. Were they going to kill some girl? Rape her? possessor with some demon? I was past the point of rational thinking. The scene unfolding before me was proof enough that anything was possible. A cough to my left made me jump and reminded me that Brutus was still by my side. The sour taste of vomit lingered on my drying tongue. A torch glowed a few feet above my head. The group coming down the aisle stopped near the long cart that the vase sat atop. As they slowly brought the chair down, the shadows broke away in the torch's light. Lucy! I yelled, jumping out of the chair and rushing forward. Brutus's strong hand grabbed me by the arm. I swung around and clobbered him with my fist. Blood exploded from his nose as he staggered back, falling into his chair. My hand throbbed, but I didn't care. The congregation converged into a screaming frenzy. The cacophony of noise in the sanctuary was ear-splitting. I turned again to free Lucy from her captors, but the two vase guards had already bounded the platform steps. I tried to juke to my left, but it was too late. They both collided into me at the same time, putting me at the center of a painful sandwich. The wind was knocked out of my lungs, and my eyes crossed. Stop struggling, one of the men said in my ear. His breath smelled like coffee and mint. DON'T MAKE US HAVE TO HURT YOU ON THIS MONUMENTAL EVENING." I had no real options. Loosening the muscles that had tightened in my arms, my gaze fell upon my sister, whose head was lolled on her shoulder. Her eyes were slightly open, the blackness glowing from beneath the lids. She was most likely drugged, with what looked to be a couch cushion gripped in her hands. The two men forced me back into the seat, Brutus stood up, wiping his nose and looking at me through a mask of rage. "'Let it go!' one of my apprehenders barked at Brutus. He backed off. "'Without further ado, let us test the Virgin's blood for purity!' Pastor Acca withdrew a long blade sheathed to his side. I tried to get up, but the two men were bigger, stronger, and had more leverage from their standing position. Their hands pressed firmly into my shoulders. Dread surged through my body, and the nausea returned. The rank odor in the room had been forgotten by my shock at seeing Lucy. But it was back. Shadows flickered and pranced across the congregation. What did he mean by test? Was my sister about to be killed right in front of me? I swallowed hard, trying to keep whatever was left in my stomach from coming up don't do this i yelled a hand swiftly clamped over my mouth Silence, sinner pastor akka roared without turning to me you have sinned the congregation echoed pastor akka took my sister's hand in his and turned her forearm toward him he lowered the knife its metallic curve catching the candlelight the tip of the blade pushed through the soft skin near her wrist he pulled the knife away, its point balancing a small puddle of blood. With a flick of his hand, drops fell into an ornate chalice that I hadn't even noticed someone putting out on the cart. One of the hooded figures produced a glass pitcher and mixed a watery liquid with my sister's blood. Pastor Akka took the chalice and hoisted it to Lucy's lips. The pitcher-pourer moved her head forward as she wrapped her mouth around the surface of the chalice. Don't drink it, Lucy! I tried to yell, but the hand over my face garbled my cry to unintelligible noise. Pastor Aka tilted the chalice, and some liquid dripped down the sides of Lucy's mouth, but she seemed to be swallowing most of it. After draining its contents, her head sagged to its previous position. It! IS FINISHED, Pastor Akka said, raising the chalice above his head like a trophy. Nergal, bask us in your red light. We welcome your acceptance of our sacrifice. A strong vibration overtook the entire sanctuary. A quiet rumble sounded throughout the room, and the roosters voiced their concern. A dim white light bloomed from within the vase. It grew and filled the glass structure, spinning round and round like a small tornado. From the pews, the crowd chanted, Hail Nergal, Hail Nergal! The light became so bright that I shielded my eyes with my hand. The vibration ended, but the rumbling grew louder. Then all hell broke loose.